I don't care how much tech we end up having over these next 10 years, the physicality of the business is going to remain. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned in to episode 122 of The Real Word. Word is up. Did I do that right? You did, I think. All right, good. I I think so, too. I'm so happy that you know what number we're at. It felt good. The only reason that I knew you were right was because I remember having the the 21 discussion last week, but that never made it into the video. No, Hmm. no. You're, what was that, before the video? No, it was during the video. It was during we the were going to remember we were going to go backtrack and look through all the other yeah, yeah, shows. Yeah. yeah. All right. We've got a good lineup here today after Memorial Day weekend. I hope everybody is doing well out there. And we're back. You're land. back. You're back to my left. I am back. We are. <laughs> but don't touch your face. I had niche. Um, so hmm. I, my hands are washed. All right. Up first, racket number one, the Coldwell Banker CEO, Ryan Gorman, says real estate has already undergone a tremendous transition. It's already happened. The transition has happened. I would agree with him, by the way, but just in different areas. I mean, it had to transition, right? So, I mean... Coldwell Banker CEO Ryan Gorman told CNBC, it's not just millennials who are open to home buying virtually or buying homes virtually. Well, no one really has a choice. Right now, correct. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, and I'm I'm not going to pick apart his quote here. It's interesting though, because even stores, like even stores, are now having to do their stores virtual. Like everybody is virtual. I mean, I think this is a little premature of a. Have you bought less clothes? Throughout this, though? Oh, my God. I'm dying to go back to TJ Maxx. Um, I told my husband I'm going to have to, like, find the right time. I don't know if that's, like, at 8 a.m. on a Thursday or, like, 6 p.m. on a Tuesday. But, like, I can't go, like, on the weekends. Because everybody's there? Well, there were lines. I haven't done any. I haven't done my my poor kids. I ended up having to sort of, like, undo their seams on their shoes because their feet were getting too big. But I don't know what size they are. So, like... You know what I mean? Like they had to, like they were busting out of their shoes a little. Hmm. Yeah, you're following yeah, that's me. That's happened to me before. Yeah. So like, but I, but I, yeah. I can't buy. I'm not going to buy them online. You know. It's tough. Well, it's a tough anyway. one. So, uh, yes, CEO Cole Banger says, I don't think uh, it's or it's not just millennials who are open to this buying mm-hmm. homes mm-hmm. virtually. Mm-hmm. Sixty to seventy percent of all the buyers we're talking to, so he's talking about Cole Banger, mm-hmm. are looking at areas, properties. And even potentially making offers on properties, having only seen them virtual right now, which I think speaks a lot to the pent up demand. Okay. I agree with them. A lot of pent up demand, lack of inventory here locally. And everybody's market is different when you look at their local geographic area here Mm -hmm. locally. We're seeing multiple offers. I mean, Ryan on our team had a, a buyer that... Uh, went in, I think, at full price, and there was ten or twelve offers, and mm-hmm. just like co- totally got blown away that this thing went. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're seeing locally the the yeah. average price homes are flying off right. the market. Well, I think though, what's interesting here though that we need to keep in, based on what he wrote there about you know people looking at areas, properties, even potentially making offers virtually. I think I think what he should touch on here, which he didn't, is the amount of people that <clears throat> are potentially leaving. And I, I think we've talked about this 
maybe a few episodes ago, you know, buyers, you know, fleeing major metropolitan areas, cities. Mm. So of course they're doing it virtually because they're probably at this point, maybe an hour, two hours away trying to get themselves uh, like introduced to areas. I mean, how many people have you talked to that? Hey, do I go to this town, this town, this town? What do they offer? And like, you're sending websites, you're sending as many videos as you can. They're doing the research virtually, but they've been doing that for a long time. So I hear you, but I think that, well, obviously this is really the only option. So of course, yeah. like, I mean, but my, my point is that we're also, and, and we're on the Connecticut shoreline. We're, you know, in a car, we're two hours from Manhattan. So we're and the same from Boston. We can't neglect and, and Boston. two hours from, yeah. from Boston, but I'm still seeing those buyers before they actually make the offer on the house, get in there physically. Oh, of course. And, and so I don't think, I don't think he was saying that 60 to 70% of buyers they're talking to, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt are making offers virtually. We're not seeing anything close to that number. It is a very, very small group of people that'll make offers virtually. And a lot of times it's like, you know, military situation where maybe one of the two have been yeah, in have a, a house. Deal. I have a deal right now, actually. They are in Alaska. It, but it is military. It's military. Well, they're not even going to see the house until weeks after it closes because they have to drive yeah. down from Alaska. You yeah. see that with the military more than you see it with any, here locally, I should say, than mm-hmm. with any other group of buyer. They also typically will get moving expenses paid for. So they have like some perks about yeah. buying that the average buyer doesn't have, quite frankly. Well, but we're also, I think we also need to mention too that in Connecticut, um, real estate is essential. So for them to get into properties is still available right. and, and has been. And we've got a lot of contacts and friends that are Manhattan brokers and yeah, they can't get people physically into the space. So you can just look at what's happened in New York City. When you talk about these virtual showings really taking or virtual offers really taking off, it's not going to be the case. In New York City, the market has essentially come to a dead stop. And that's because the only way you can really buy something in a high rise where there's a doorman and an elevator, you can't get into that property. So the only way to do it is to make a have a virtual showing and make a virtual offer. And you've seen in Manhattan that the market is at a standstill. They can't meet clients. They can't show clients. And essentially their deal flow has gone down to almost nothing. The reason why there are certain markets moving is because there are certain markets that are essential that are allowing people into these homes safely with a mask on with, you know, whatever the the protocol is for that specific area. Mm -hmm. So I just don't believe that we're going to get into a, a, a consistent flow of buyers buying properties without getting into them. It's literally, I was talking to yesterday in Memorial Day, I was talking to a really good friend of mine. He actually, he works out of Manhattan. He hasn't been there for weeks, but they do these large acquisitions. So Mm -hmm. he'll represent a company that wants to buy out another company. These are like $100 million deals, right? These are like tech deals, huge deals. And I said, your business must not be impacted at all because it's like coming down to the number. He goes, no, we haven't done a deal since this. It's on pause because we have to go. When somebody's going to buy a company for $100 million, they have to sit with them and right. meet with them. And there's nobody dinner. working in a, and there's nobody working in an office. You can't even go out to dinner. The, no, the, but that's their point. He's like, usually we're doing dinners and boardroom meetings before these deals close. He goes, these deals are not closing. They're not even happening. They're all on pause because of, and it blew my mind. I'm like these hundred million dollar deals. You actually need to get physically in front of the buyer and the seller. It kind of blew my mind. And when you think about none of us, you know, or mo- the majority of us, 
99.9% of us are not going to ever do a $100 million deal. But when you think about a $350,000 home purchase, a $500,000 home purchase, that is our $100 million deal. Right. Our buyers, our sellers are making their big $100 million acquisition yeah. and they need to get in there and see what they're going to be living in. Of course. They need to feel it and they need to feel good about it before they move forward. Yeah. So I don't care how much tech we end up having yeah. over these next 10 years. The physicality of the business is going to remain. That I agree. I think I think at the the final stretch for sure. But I think what'll be really interesting to see is what um, how sellers' mentality changes because right now it's so easy for sellers to say, "Did they watch? You know, did they did they watch the virtual tour? Mm-hmm. Or you have to watch the like agents are requiring you to watch a virtual tour before you're even allowed to go into the home. And so are those going to eliminate a lot of That's these it. like first showings? You know, much like photos have done, you know, photos are, we always kind of called it the first showing where maybe these virtual tours, maybe the virtual tours end up being sort of that second showing, but it'll be interesting to see how much sellers become or require more of these virtual tours so that they know that when people are really coming in their house, like they're cleaning for, you know, a reason. These virtual showings and tours, whether it's on Zoom or anything else is a great face that whatever is a great way to narrow down the actual homes you're going to get into. Sure. You know what he did say on here? He, he, you know, and every single broker in America says the same exact thing. Like, oh, the uh, proprietary tools that we have, as well as proprietary tools developed by Coldwell Banker or its parent company, Realogy, to bring yeah. both listings and neighborhoods to life for clients. Bull, bull. All right. I'm have so been, sick of hearing brokers say have that they have. Have you been practicing that, that voice? No, That's I just, it? just came up with it. It's like my Hermit the Frog, Hermit the Crab. No, frog. And none of it. No, it sounds like none of it. Hermit? No, nothing. None uh, of it. You know, this is baloney. What they're doing, every single brokerage included. Oh, they're using so not this just opportunity. Pick on Banker. Yeah. We have all these proprietary tools. No, 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 no. You're sending out an email encouraging your agents to use Zoom and Facebook Live. Those aren't proprietary. That's not a proprietary solution. That's a training solution. You don't have proprietary tools for virtual showings. I haven't seen one. I know I have a lot of Coldwell Banker friends. Doesn't reference it in the article, so that is complete baloney. Uh, But what I did think was interesting, Mm -hmm. and I'll I'll get your take on this. Oh, boy. He did say that they're seeing a huge need for office space. He was actually doing this interview with CNBC from his middle school son's bedroom. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people are now factoring in that they may, hey, if I was looking at four bedrooms, maybe I need a fifth bedroom or three to four or an office in a location in the house or or an an outbuilding or something like that. Yeah, 100%. I'm actually working with a buyer right now that she lives in New York City and her company is, is now allowing her to work from home. So she's actually like, she's she's moving into a house. She's moving to Connecticut because it would be super easy for her to hop on a, on a train. Um, so yeah, so now with us looking, she is looking for an office space because that's now where she's going to be. So not only is she relocating because she can work from home, you know, obviously she's needing space for absolutely. I mean, we all are going to, in all honesty, I think no matter what, even if you go back to work, you now are, are, are certainly reexamining the way your house works. Mm. How do your kids' bedrooms work? Where is everyone able to retreat to to get some like private time? Uh, I mean, it'll actually will roll into sort of our next racket about outdoor space too. I mean, I think everybody is one hundred percent reevaluating how all of their spaces are being. Even even the office space that we have here, like we're reevaluating how can we maximize it? How can it work best? For literally everybody? today, literally, literally today. I'm in my. Uh, sweatpants because we have to move furniture but isn't it interesting how much it's totally flipped overnight like where everybody wanted to be crammed into these downtown sections of of 
whatever particular town or area they're in so that they can walk to restaurants. And now people are willing overnight to live a little bit further away because heck, I don't well, even know when I'm going to be able to enjoy that. Well, restaurant. right now, well, they also now they need pools because what are they going to do all summer? Which and they need basketball before, before we get into the pool racket. Yeah. Uh, James Sanson, uh, in the comment section of this Inman article, which of course will be linked up. Truth be told, most of the CEOs are not dialed into the pulse of the market. James, I'd agree with that, especially CEOs at the level we're talking about with Ryan. And I, you know what? I, I shouldn't beat him up because I don't know him. Yeah. I know people that have conversations with him a lot. Very, very top high-end Coldwell Banker agents. And well, they, they think highly of him. He made it on Inman, though. I mean, he made it. He, he, he's made it on Inman before. He needed to, no, I'm just saying, though, like he's, he's popped his head in. He's letting yeah. everybody know that Cobalt Banker is still here and still moving. Have you seen their new signs? Their new signs are yeah. out. Yeah, they're ugly. I have seen them. Hmm. All right. Racket number two. Enlistings show off that pool and the outdoor space. This is a realtor mag. Gotta. Article. I went back. So are you seeing an uptick in pools? Is it just seasonality? What is it? Uh, well, yes. Yeah. So I'm definitely seeing an uptick in pools. It's so funny. I got a text over the weekend. This woman wants to rent somebody's pool for the summer. I said, excuse me? She's like, I don't need the house. They can still sell it. I just, if there's a vacant home that you know that has a pool, I would like to rent it for the summer. Have you ever gotten a request like that? I've never gotten a request like that. Were you even listening to me? Yeah, what did I say? people renting. They wanted a pool for the summer. Just the pool. Just the pool. No house. They wanted to rent a pool. You were they not didn't listening. They want to rent a house. You weren't listening. Well, I thought just houses with a pool. All right, no. that's interesting. No, they live in town. They want a, they want a house in town that has a pool that they can use. But they don't want to rent that. That's weird is what that is. <laughs> All right. Um, Robert but, Revkin, the CEO of Compass, he told CNBC, CNBC doing a lot of interviews with real estate people. So both of well, these referencing I mean, I think a, it's I think it's everyone's question, right? He told CNBC's Squawk How's my house doing? Alley, We're all living in our homes. Of course it's real estate. Yes, single, I do think there's enough you want, me, you want me to say what he said? Well, I'm no? just single single family you homes listening to me, so. on the Compass website uh, with pools are up threefold. So so three times the amount of searches they typically get for homes with pool. Further listings showing off outdoor space appear to be more in demand with home buyers lately. So outdoor space, I love it when they do like the whole patio with the fire pit, like a nice one, you know, a mm -hmm. nice fire pit built in. I have to, I showed a house a few days. I'm going to have to show you the backyard. It was amazing. It was yeah. like, oh, it was, they built this patio into like sort of like the cliff. So like the hot tub. Oh my God, it was amazing. Anyway. New York Times said that homeowners are paying more attention to sprucing up their backyards. Oh my God, if you like are paying attention to your Facebook market in your area, there's like swings, you know, backyard swing yeah. sets and trampolines. You know, trampoline. Those are like flying. If off you drive the by the White House, my White House, I mean, my husband has been home. My green, my grass has never been greener. Wow. Yes, my gardens have never looked so. It's mulched. I mean, it's amazing. Fire pits, play sets, bounce houses, basketball mm -hmm. hoops, the more and more to keep uh, children entertained at home. So yep. people are just planning on being and using their property in their home uh, a lot more than they ever were in the past. Yeah. I mean, we have a client that um, installs tennis courts. Um, he also does basketball courts. I know that he's been wildly busy. I think mostly because people don't want to be in this position again. Right. And obviously the uncertainty of knowing whether this is going to happen again in the fall or even maybe again next spring is, 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 is uncertain. So I think people that have the money and are able to do it are certainly planning for the possibility of, you know, this yeah, happening I mean, again. I read an article on one of these sites here, one of these 
big national news sites, you know, was quoting one of the scientists from that lab in China. Yeah. And said, yeah, this will There's just, more. Just, gonna be this will just keep 20, happening for, forever, you yeah. know? So, so yeah, I guess uh, if it happens for the rest of our lives, then we're going to have to figure that out. For sure. All right. Uh, marketeer of the week. But I don't think that's a racket. I think the outdoor space is important. Yeah, I don't think it's a racket no. at all. This is a racket. The marketeer of the week is an absolute racket. I don't <laughs> know how the heck this person, I mean, they really figured out the hack. They got on Fox News. The broke agent featured them. You sent well, it to me from what? I Realtor mag. I mean, it was on everything. I don't even know where. No, I don't think it was on there. Was it on Forbes? Where did I send it, it to you from? It was everywhere. The article I've pulled up happens to be from Fox News, but it was literally everywhere. Bigfoot shown enjoying oh, maybe that's where I sent it to you from. a home in a real estate listing. And so nothing sells a house like a mythical creature. I don't know. This is Daniel Oster Real Estate. I've heard the name before. Have you? Yeah, I have. I don't hmm. know where. But props to Daniel. He's hacked the system. He had somebody, maybe it was him. And uh, according to New York Post, the real estate agent, so it was in the Post. I mean, this dude got everywhere. Daniel. Must have been a late news day. He came up with the idea. He presented mm -hmm. it to the sellers. Basically, if you go through the photos, and we'll put some up right now. So uh, edit those in. A couple photos of the Bigfoot in the listings. Yeah, reading the magazine. Came up with the idea, presented the sellers. They agreed, hoping that including a Sasquatch in their photos would bring a sense of humor to the listing. It was priced at nearly a million dollars. Wow. And has reportedly generated... Did it sell? A lot of interest. No, but it's generated a lot of interest. Of course. They always generate a lot of interest. Certainly he's gotten a lot of eyeballs in this property. I mean, you, you can't get a PR campaign like this... Mm -hmm. uh, you know, without spending some serious money. Are you a believer in Bigfoot? Like, you, do you believe? Like, you think he's out there somewhere? I'm a believer in aliens, so I don't, I mean, hmm. would that make me a believer of the potential of a Bigfoot? I don't know. I mean, it's up to you. I, I, it's, a, a yes or no, it's a yes or no. I mean, I'm not trying to talk you into being a believer. Like, my husband's a believer. Like, when he retires, like, I, that's his goal, like, is to find Bigfoot. I would like, say that... Like, he watches that, all the shows on TV. I would say that if if Bigfoot was on planet Earth, we would have some hard evidence on him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, the alien thing, we can't really get to these planets. Maybe Elon can, but eventually, but I would say that so we don't know everything about no. the aliens. I'd find it hard to believe. I had to bet my life on it. I'd say, no, there's yeah. not a Bigfoot out there. Mm. Well, someone else is using Bigfoot right now in their marketing. Is that um, like some insurance company, right? Well, that's what I don't get. That, so that's what I really don't get about this. And props to you, Daniel. You're the marketeer of the week. Job well done. You got so Who much attention, it? I couldn't even imagine. But I've seen people do this hack before where they have somebody dress up as Bigfoot or some other ridiculous cartoon. Oh, oh like the dinosaur, or dinosaur or whatever. Thing. And they're putting them in listings and, you know, they're getting a little bit of traction, but nothing to the level of what, you know, what this dude just got. Well, if, oh, yeah, it's progressive. <clears throat> and to me, like when I see he's ever, oh, wait. Is Have you seen the commercial? Oh, so he tied off of something that was trending. Probably. This Bigfoot is trending on, yeah, on progressive. progressive. Yeah, So Daniel, really, that makes it even a level 10 marketeer of the week because you played off of something that was trending, this progressive commercial. Which yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, my name's not, he's like, why do you call me Bigfoot? And he's like, my name is like Scott. Okay. Like, yeah. So job well done. You played off something that was trending and it, and it really took off. Because when I think, when I think of these gimmicky things, like I would just scroll right past it. I saw it on the broke agents thing. I think I made a comment on Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's just like, okay, we've seen this before, but Hey, you did a recall, whether it's a recall or not, you did a great job. You What's got your little attention. thing you like to say? If it works, do it. R.O.P. R.O.P. 
No. R-O-P. Rip off, rip off, repeat. Oh, that's a Tom Ferry. Rip off and duplicate. Yeah. R and D. R N. R and D. Oh, R and D. R and D. Oh, rip okay. off and duplicate. Yeah. You know, it used to be research and, and development. Now it's rip off and duplicate. Okay. Per Tom Ferry. All right. Good job to Daniel. Feels Oster. good to be back. It feels good feels to be real back good in to be here. Back. Yeah. The lights are on. Yeah. You're, you're next to me. The rackets are happening. My trophy is here. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's only for the people that were watching and not listening. Hmm. Is that it, Nicole? You I got think anything else? I, it, sounds, it sounds like you've really, you any, you've really put the explanation point on to the end. Do you got any Sasquatch videos or photos? Send them to us for next week. No, you won't get marked here the week, two weeks for that. But uh, good week. Good job, Daniel. We'll be back next week. Racketeers out there. Racketeers. That's what we should call everybody. The keep racketeers. It, keep, keep it real, people. Keep, keep it, real. it real. See ya.